When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review just like the lakers victory today five points right there for you five star review Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Palm Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com, please follow Joe Sorrell, Ox1947, at LakersBall.com during their game time chat. So please go ahead and follow him there at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom has got a great article up right now at Lakerholics.com. Plus also Jamie Sweet chimes in with his five things articles as well at Lakerholics.com. Plus if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything you can to support all these great causes, plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. The Lakers losing 11 straight road games heading into Toronto, a team which earlier this week dismantled the Lakers in very, in a, well, I should say an unceremoniously rude fashion at the Staples Center with a very tough week in store for the Lakers still yet to come with Washington on the horizon for tomorrow night. It didn't look good for the Lakers as they hit in Toronto after a very embarrassing game in Minnesota where they had become a mockery from Patrick Beverly and also as well from Carl Anthony Towns as they mocked both Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, especially Russell Westbrook on his poor play. But tonight, I cannot say, well, I just can't believe I'm saying this, but the Lakers actually looked like a well-run basketball team in that first half. They shared the ball. They shot the ball well from three. They passed the ball well, and they actually played decent defense en route to a six-point lead at the half. But the Lakers, unfortunately, in the third quarter, right off the bat, started playing like the Lakers we have come to know over the past couple weeks and was down immediately in the third quarter by as much as seven points. But the Lakers, I can't believe I'm saying this as well, came back strong once again with another 
third and fourth quarter comeback that put them into a tie with the Toronto Raptors as the game ran out on a very, very close three-pointer by Russell Westbrook as he initially, on his release, had his foot on the line. But just as he was ready to go ahead and lift off, put his right foot back. So it was a clear three-pointer, and the Lakers went into overtime and pulled out a overtime victory over the Toronto Raptors in Toronto, 128-123, to getting their first road victory in 12 tries. LeBron James, excellent fourth quarter and overtime, just did a truly outstanding job on the back half of the game. 36 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and at times, some spirited defense. Russell Westbrook, 8 of 18, 4 of 7 from 3, one of his better games of the year, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, so triple-double for him, only four turnovers, and a career game from Wenyan Gabriel, a guy who I said, I don't know if he'll actually still stay in the league this time next year. He's been on six teams in three years, and I'm not counting this as far as a consistent thing going forward, but still, his best game ever in the NBA with 17 points, and the Lakers do once again, even shorthanded without Taylor Horton Tucker and Carmelo Anthony, pull it out 128 to 123. And here today to talk about the game are two great guys indeed. First up, you knew they wanted to be here on a game that we actually won. He is the mastermind behind the Lakerholics.com. I mean, these guys are here when they lose, so you know they're going to be here when they win. You got to go ahead and check out his latest article today. I mean, it's really a good one. So you got to go, go ahead and check it out whenever you can. It is what LeBron, Rich, Jeannie, and Rob can do to fix the Lakers this summer. And boy, is there a lot of fixing to do. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, again, this is just one victory in a sea of 82 games. Still got to feel good. And you had some great performances today. Some playing over their heads, but still. Can this be something that they can build upon going forward for the rest of the season? Sure. Why not? No, you know, what's interesting about this game was a couple of things. One, from a fan standpoint, this was a game where it was fun rooting for the Lakers all four quarters. You know, I mean, and to be honest, we haven't had those kind of games, you know. I mean, it's like Joe said the other day. Uh, you know, the only reason we're watching these games is because we've committed to you to be on Lakers Fast Break podcast to talk about the games. And otherwise, I, you know, I might have switched over after the first quarter of the last few games. March uh, Madness. You know, um, but hey, you know, the, the thing that's interesting about tonight's win, we never got further behind than seven points, which is really important. And if there was some sense of urgency that the team had to have, and I thought I saw this in Vogel's timeout calls also, he wasn't going to let the lead get into double digits. If he had to call a timeout after every play, he was but not. you got to admit you were concerned there because right at, at the beginning of the third quarter, they gave up that lead really yep. quick, and they were down that seven points just like, like well, they two had, minutes they into that straight, third quarter. Two straight of those four or five-point swings that we talked about. Yeah. Lay up at one end. Three pointer at the other end, missile layup at the one end, three pointer at the other end, and in ten points, half of a twenty point lead is gone. Yeah, you know. But when you think about this game, I think what was really interesting is this team has been 
almost like cursed because the ball, frankly, I don't think it's just the hometown hometown viewpoint, but the ball has been bouncing always to the other team. I don't know how many times we we deflect the ball three or four times and it rolls right to a guy standing up at the three-point line like Robert Ory, you know, and tonight it looked like the basketball gods were giving us a fair break because we hustled like crazy and and frankly, is a you know that last play with ten seconds left, and you're behind by three, and the other team's got the ball. Forget it. I mean that that's got to be a thousand to one odds that we would steal the ball and then make a three pointer, especially when it was Russ making the three pointer. And I was sure that he'd stepped on the line as I watched it go in. You know, I thought we were going to come up, you know, it'd be a two pointer and we'd miss it out. Um, but hey, you know, Russ got us back a game. Got to give him credit. And my apologies, Avery Bradley. I've moved you out of the lineup. I've moved you out of the rotation, you know, for two years now straight. But one hell of a game you played tonight and some clutch play. And the one thing I do like about Avery is he'll fire that ball. When he's got his open shot, he will take it, you know, and I appreciate that. So congrats to Benyon for the great start that he gave us and for Avery for the great close and LeBron for keeping us in the game all the way. And Reeves made great plays. I mean, we had we were missing a lot of guys, but at the same token, it was nice because everybody got minutes to play. I mean, even Augustine got 18 minutes and DJ played played and shot very well. We made 18 threes, you know. That's that's really a record for us, pretty close. And you know, when we get a when we get a advantage in the three-point area like that, then we're usually in pretty good shape. So this was a great game. Is there anything we can learn from it? I think, number one, we didn't go out and play small ball. You know, I mean, I'm the biggest small ball proponent around, but the small ball I like is small ball on steroids. It's not micro ball with LeBron, you know, being the only big that we've got in there. So I thought, you know, this was the lineup that I suggested we play two games ago, you know, which was Wenyan playing power forward and and Dwight playing center. And, um you know, it was it was a good effort tonight, and and uh, this is, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more I feel like we really need to trade for you know Miles Turner and 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 go big, go back and back and be a big team again. You and Miles Turner, okay. Indiana is are they really going to trade Miles Turner? Who do they have left to go oh, ahead I, and, and? No, they they Miles Turner. He's not untouchable, Gerald. No one's untouched. Not a case where they were going to trade one of the two of the centers. They're interested in trading anybody on that spot except for the new guy they got. I think for that to work, Pritchard is to me the same as Greg Popovich. I I, I have to see that that to believe it for them to help us. Because you well, already shipped out yeah. Sabonis. All your hide is gone if you trade trade Turner. I, I believe you're right. Tom is right in that he would be the perfect center. Next to AD, I'm not, I'm not telling you wrong. That's absolutely but correct. I just, I'm sorry. I, I don't try. I don't. There's no way that guy will help us. I, I, that's that's really the problem. Well, the thing the thing about it is that, and there are a couple other guys, you know, uh, that fit that role of being a stretch five. We've had great success when we had a shot blocking, just defensive center, even though he was was in the dunker spot on offense and, and crammed, clogged up the lane. But we've had success with size that way defensively. And to bring in Turner or or somebody, you know, uh, Christian Wood, somebody who is a stretch, a shot blocking stretch five, 
But that stretch five thing is the big difference from the JaVale and, and all of the other centers we brought in because this is a guy who he can still play five out. So he's a lot harder to, to force to the bench. The, the reason and, why, yeah, the reason why the JaVale McGee and Howard uh, two-headed monster worked two years ago was because AD would obviously slip into the five on in, in, during the games. Sure, and, and he his, still will. And his jump shot was really good at that point. Where we started to have issues, um, even when AD was playing, is his shot was shot. Yeah, for and it's been shot. So that that perimeter thing. And, and today, you know, one of the things I noticed, uh, a simple thing, and then I'll, I'll get into the. I'll let By you the way, your... this is Joe Soro, Ox eighteen forty seven <laughs> on LakersBall.com. Yeah. Hello, Joe. I, I think everybody who watches regularly knows everybody. Well, that, we've all got a whole bunch of new, new good, viewers. Good. you got to remember, I just told you earlier today that we've actually doubled our previous high with the Raptors video on YouTube on Monday. It's inevitable. The show is getting better. We're, I think our content is entertaining. It'll continue to get entertaining. There's a lot of different opinions, but, you know, there's a little bit of good banter also going. And I, I think we should obviously continue what we're doing here, even if we want to kind of, eh, you know, in terms of our opinions. But but the Lakers won, man. Yeah, but you, you, it's not about that, really, <laughs> at least when the show comes. The show is about information, uh, and we got to be here for the losses and the wins. At least that's how I look We've at it. We've been here for the losses, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, one of the, the small things that I noticed that it's just something we have to – go into the offseason and really, really, really understand, especially as LeBron gets longer in the tooth, seeing DJ Augustine shooting wide-open shots and making them only shows me that when you have guards that are coming off the bench, let's say, because DJ is never going to be a, a starting star, right? But that that guy that's probably not been – he's been a disappointment. He, he was supposed to be bigger than he was. Whatever. But He's been that, a journeyman. Yes, that guard that can shoot and he's a bench guy is, is going to be an asset for a LeBron-initiated offense, offensive team. So we, we got to learn from this. We got to learn that if we want to take advantage of LeBron's next two years, we have to get guys like DJ off the bench who are, he's young at least a little bit. He's not 35. So, you know, we, we want that. We want to we wanna pay attention to that. And then as far as... No, he's not 35, but he is 34. Is he? Yes. Oh, wow. I thought he was 31. No. Sorry. Really? No. Well, I guess, I guess I blew that one. That's why he was out of the league, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I must be... Uh, I think my brain went to Gilchrist. I, I don't know why. A, he's been a 39% three-point shooter yes. for a career. Well, okay, so it's that, just def- his then, size then, and defense has been we, an issue. Then let's shift it you know, away from DJ. We need someone that can shoot like DJ, but obviously younger. We got to take advantage of LeBron's style of play, right? But it's also predicated on the fact that AD needs to play. And AD needs to be what – AD needs to hit his shots from the perimeter. Otherwise, it's that's that's where he – he really ran into the problem of well, what's wrong with AD? What's wrong with AD's? Yeah, the, earlier this season, he was struggling mightily from the, mm-hmm. his usual mid range. You know, from three pointer, he's been a terrible, terrible. And then he's just, he's never been really that good, anyways. 
He was only really decent in the bubble as far as from the three-pointer, but his mid-range was always something he could rely on his until this season. When he came back from his injury, he started hitting that mid-range shot once again. I think that's what Laker Tom had pointed out as well, is that mid-range where he was so deadly from before, he was finally starting to hit again. And that's what was so depressing was when he got injured was really things had a chance to start to click and then it all fell out. But, you know, and hopefully he we saw great, signs. He was playing great defense too at that yeah, point. Yeah, we saw he signs. Multiple steals, multiple steals and blocks in the games. You know, the funny question was, you asked early, early in the dialogue, Gerald, whether or not this could continue. You never really know for sure, but I've, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of games in youth basketball. And there are times when all of a sudden the team seems to click. And tonight, you notice not only did we not get bigger deficit than seven points, but there was great movement. There was great, it wasn't that we ran plays because we don't run plays. But what we do do is we have a lot of freelance players who, when they're in sync and when they're, the chemistry is working, they make quick little passes back and forth. And it's, and, and you saw that number numerous times tonight. The ball uh, moved quite Johnson well. Johnson did a terrific time. job of moving the ball and, and, a, and very definitive quick cuts to the basket, which opened up things. Cause then once when we were in move like that, then, then the ball was going off to the side for open shots and so forth. And I thought Russ, especially Russ did a terrific job of going in and penetrating and getting down in the lane, but looking for three point shooters on the outside rather than throwing up a prayer shot. Although he threw a couple of those up that one, three point bank shot off of the side of the backboard was, was classic Russ. My, my thing is if you make a play like that, one of the, one of the things I, I loved about, let's say Kobe, Kobe would, let's say have a bad shot and he'd come back the next play, make up for it. I mean, I, I wasn't emotional to where I was going to cry, but I was as a human being after seeing what happened in those two plays. And then of course us winning, I just felt like after the game, I was like, man, I, I I'm really happy for Russell. Yeah. I just felt, I don't know why I just, I just said, man, kind of the poor guy has been. I, yeah, if, you, I mean, if you're a human I've being, it, I've it to him and everybody yeah. has, if you you're know. a human being and, and mm-hmm. beyond the basketball thing at that point, sometimes it just hits you. you know, double miraculous play by him. Yes, it was. And, and, well, it, hopefully it made up for the, you got to remember it made up for the missed, the, the hitting the side of the board on I the, know, you know, that, in that earlier that in that minute. Yeah, yeah, he, he so it made up for it totally. Well, how the about thing, the pass he threw in about the tenth or fifteenth row of seats? Yes. <laughs> the the great thing about that steal was mo in most of those cases, the offense makes a mistake, a dumb right. mistake, right? And creates the steal. That was actually great defense. Yeah, you're they, right, you're right, he, Joe. He, was- I mean, his reaction time was phenomenal. He earned the steal. And then pure athleticism, him <laughs> stepping forward and then let me step back foot, real quick. That little I, white foot was just... That was, goodness. you know, it, it reminds me of, of Reggie Jackson's swing. There's this awkward swing, but because of the athleticism, 
It looks so awkward, but it's so effective. But Bellinger, him having the presence of mind when his right foot initially was stepping on the line, I, him has, having the presence of mind before he actually uh, you know jumped up it entirely, putting his right look, foot he back. He didn't look down, no, Gerald. He didn't look down yeah, at all. I think you're giving him too much credit on the thinking part. I think it's athleticism I think that, it's just, that I think created he just, that took a step back just to be sure he was clear well, i want to give line. him some credit because he hasn't been getting much credit lately so let's try and <laughs> well give we're giving him credit, credit but it's, yeah, it's that a, was a, that's a that, that was two plays that was two game winning plays in one sequence yes and it ended up winning the game and when thank it was God lost. we won the game man yeah yes. it was lost that game was should have been done so this this could turn it around we could win a few games you know but, I, before yeah. tonight it looked like we were going to go we're going to zip out the way the rest of the way so who knows? You know, this could turn. Around. I think. I think one thing that's really important is we held our own in the rebounding and the points in the paint stuff tonight. And they're a team that's very athletic and big. You know, so we. It was really important that I thought that that Bogle made the decision to put Wendon Gabriel in the starting lineup along with Dwight, so that we had some size. We went out there and played with. With without a handicap of being smaller than the other team at every position, and that matters. I mean, anybody who's played the game understands that, especially when you play forty-eight minutes, man. Because that fourth quarter, you, you just you just get well, worn especially down. Especially with Tht and Carmelo Anthony out of the lineup yeah. tonight. Sometimes being forced to play a narrower rotation works out good because everybody gets time. People aren't looking over their shoulders, wondering, you know, if I miss, am I going to get pulled? We shot really well from 45% from three. And there's always something about three-point shooting that, that it is contagious, and, and it's especially contagious if you're missing because all of a sudden then you're feeling a lot of players on this team, just because of the way the rotations have been going, feel like if you miss, there's a good chance you're going to go to the bench. And uh, I think he's I think weighing uh, Gabriel set the stage a little bit in, oh, that's in terms of and in, in a lot right. of ways, a lot like how AD had, had, when he's healthy does, where you got this inside game that's uh, uh, producing results, and it's producing results in a consistent manner. Then at that point, the Toronto Raptor defense started have, having to pay attention, and then that'll open up what's what's around them. And on top of that, you have LeBron, who I haven't even I want to finish with Russell first because LeBron needs some praise too, Russell had a phenomenal game. He made one missed major blunder, but made up for it twofold. <laughs> and they ended up winning the game because of it. And the guys around them in a hostile arena, this was, that was an encouraging part where you had a hostile the road, time in our career. They're, in the, they're in the, they're in the rear end of the, the world at that moment, you know, after all that's gone on, and Toronto fans are pretty, pretty, you know, they're pretty dedicated to their team. So they're dealing with all that. They're playing team ball as good as well as I've seen them in a while. And everybody's pitching in. Everyone was doing something. And then you have LeBron who, Wait, man, I, I, that guy is, is great. He really is. I I don't know how else to, have, to to describe it other than he is a phenomenal. He's just a phenomenal athlete. His his ability to not only play basketball but his ability to sustain the speed, the power, 
the athleticism, the jumping ability, playing, he played 45 minutes. And I thought he, he made one, again, he made, I think, one mistake where he threw that turnover over, you know, over, uh, I can't remember who was over his head. Well, he also made another one when he was chasing down a ball into the front court where he was no, he he actually at three. the same time made a motion yeah i saw that it. but if he yeah, but I was see, like, he, there's still 20 seconds he, on the clock yeah he's made those that? see he, the thing is with those obviously it's, it's magnified yeah, it more now because they're losing but he'll make that sometime but that pass i'd say was probably the worst one but the thing is he his ability to get to the hole really really helped out too he he, he was more determined to get to the basket in this game and it helped because he had guys that were down low that were effective there, and then he had guys that were hitting the three. So it was a it it, it was a complete team effort in every facet of of the game. And on top of that, you're on the road. You've lost eleven straight road games, and no one, even including me, thought they would win this. They hadn't won this since 2014. Yeah. Now the funny thing about all that, even that, is the fact that. I forgot that that's LeBronto's house. <laughs> I forgot because, you know, LeBron's been a Laker for three, mm-hmm. four years now, almost. Right. And that's his house. So it makes sense. <laughs> so there we go. You know, LeBron drops 36, played as good as he can play. Russell with a triple-double, made a mistake, made up for it. Won the game for us in the end, and then and then I got to give props to the team, and you know they they played really good basketball as as well as they could have in a, in an environment where they've been folding left and right all year, and I I am very confident tomorrow, being that they're playing the Wizards, I think they should go in there and win it. I, I don't know if LeBron's going to take the night off. If that's the case, we might be playing. Might have to worry about that a little bit, but if LeBron plays, I, I have full confidence that they're gonna they're gonna win that game. Unless, of course, they start thinking that they're the Lakers again, where they can coast it, and then we're really in trouble. But I, I don't know. I don't. I, maybe, maybe, maybe this was the click, and I'm, I'm hoping for Russell Westbrook's sake that he can salvage something the last. Three weeks here. It'd be nice if he was the one responsible for lighting the spark. I really, I, and that's what but I, that's the part. That's the, the Lakers part. take off. Yes, that's the part that I thought of when, when I was just like, wow, I, I, I just, I felt this like, like a relief. It'd be a nice, be a nice ending for the season. It was a relief for him because again, we're human beings yep. and this guy's been constantly just berated. I mean, I know he's, everybody's like, wow, he makes 45 million. I'm like, look, at some point in sports, at least in my life, I know I've never been paid forty million dollars for it. But at some point, when you're in, when you're playing that game in those in that forty eight minutes, a lot of times you're not thinking about money. You're thinking about the game. You're, you're, you know that's what's that's how you're supposed to think. You shouldn't be thinking about money at all. <laughs> Again, that's the thing. And and I, for his sake, I, I'm really hoping he can he can. He can be that spark now to at least get us to, at the very least, be competitive in the playoffs and and, and, and see what happens. I, I don't see them beating Phoenix, even if they got out of the play-in, because it looks like now they're probably going to stay either at 9 or 10. 
They just need to play their best. That's what I'd like to see. Play and, the and, best that this team is capable of and, doing. And, however and far that takes them. Tom, you hit it right on the head. I was thinking the same thing yeah. with this ball bouncing. I'm like, why is it that rebound is always bouncing over four <laughs> of the Lakers to the one guy that's just standing there? Like, that's happened. That's another thing that you, you don't want to get too, you know, uh, like jinxy on things. But I'm like, you know what? I know we've stunk, but there have been some ridiculous – like, everyone has played their best game against the Lakers. Like, you'll get that, like, once a week, twice a week, right? No, we're it's getting been it like every this day. The whole year. It's been we're like that the whole year. Game. And the ball keeps bouncing you right know, in their hands. Jerry Trent Jr., those threes that Jerry Trent Jr. dropped on us. Oh, I keep yeah, forgetting I mean, that that guy's on Toronto. I'm like, no, not him. Every time that guy touches the ball, it goes in. They responded well tonight. Yep. And it wasn't just, hey, they played basketball and the other team stunk either. Toronto was trying to win. They were playing well as well. Yep. It was nice to be able to be on – Go to the go on the road as far as you can go. Basically, deal with a hostile environment. Deal with the fact that you were about to lose, but you just grabbed that win out of their out of their their claws, right? (laughs) Right, Gerald, their claws, and brought it back to the lakes. The pun is in. Yeah, is here. Yeah, you like the puns. I know you don't like the controversial stuff. Yeah, Kawhi should have stayed there for that reason. You know, it was such perfect. The claw, you know. Well, Ka- Kawhi would have probably won, and uh, I mean, we, the, we, the, the Lakers would have probably played Toronto in the 2020 yeah. finals if he had stayed, right? Of course, then if Kawhi's ball hadn't bounced five times before it fell through for the four, let's say four, four Philadelphia okay. fans will tell you four. <laughs> but at any rate, the, eight, 33, 32 things, 19 threes, and 33 assists. This is Raphael from NBA DraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, again, like you said before, people coming off the bench, even Austin Reeves, who didn't shoot well from the floor, still played good defense and plus 18. Plus, like you said, with DJ Augustine and also Avery Bradley giving you solid games off the bench, shooting-wise, it, it was helped the Lakers, again, spread the floor to go ahead and take the ball to the hoop when you needed to with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. Russell Westbrook, there was still some times where it just, you know, the SMH moments <laughs> are there, but for the most part, he held it in check and helped us. Yeah, I, there, I'd like to. I'd like to rewatch the game and count how many times Russ went down underneath and made the right move 
by passing the ball out or finding a cutter, you know. Well, he got 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Yeah, really solid game. Impressive. It was an impressive game. It's it, There is something to the There fact was that one time, you like have you mentioned. To, you have to live with some of Russ's chaos. Yeah, and there was one time you, where you, he did miss he gets, a three, and it led player. to a three-pointer from the other team. Yeah. Like you were talking about before, those 5-0, 6-0 turnarounds that are caused by what Russ did. But again... You got it, like you said. You got to take the bad with the good with Russell Westbrook, and there was a lot of good tonight. Well, it was. Hopefully, this will. You might be right that that, uh, and Joe might be right that that the fact that Russ won this game for us, really, that Russ paid this game. And the Bronze going to get you thirty plus regardless. It's who else comes to the table for the Lakers, and today Russell Westbrook, when you could be something that the team will really gravitate upon, and and turn into a catalyst yeah well let's hope it does indeed starting does, tomorrow right? but once again i think Lakers... lebron yeah i think lebron's taking the night off tomorrow I, I i'm pretty sure of it we want a healthy and rested lebron and ad because it, we know where we're going to end up so it doesn't matter yeah yeah they're absolutely. gonna they're gonna play cleveland on monday which which they'll he'll he'll get one two, he'll two days off cleveland. he'll want to play cleveland so i think you're probably right joe yeah and then yeah, he'll yeah. They'll, they'll play Philly a couple of days later, and then after that, it's uh, although, three days. Although off. Bron, when Bron warms up, he may just decide, "Screw it, I'm going to play, man." That's his attitude. We'll I, I know everyone's. Ta- I know everyone's talking about him breaking or passing Carl Malone in Cleveland. Right. I know they've been saying that, but I'm like, it's second place. If it was Kareem, that'd be one thing. But does <laughs> yeah. it matter if he does it in Washington or Cleveland? If he's it's second? a statement yeah. thing. It's yeah, statement I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that matters. Once yeah. again, the Lakers do win I in think overtime. The title matters. I think yeah, well, I think I think you should go after it. Yes, that's his plan B right now. Yeah, I'm going to win the championship of the of the scoring championship if I don't get a chance to win a real ring. Well, with 36 points tonight, it does help his cause out immensely. Once again, the Lakers do win in overtime, 128 to 123. The Lakers now sit 10 games under 500, 30 and 40. Still in ninth place in the Western Conference, one game ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans as they head into Washington, D.C. Washington, at least they played a game tonight. They did, unfortunately, lose themselves. So both teams will not have – there will be no rest advantage for over one team over another as they both head into Washington to play. The Washington Wizards, the Lakers will, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We will be back – At 9 p.m., scheduling issues again. So 9 p.m. Pacific is when we'll be here. So please go ahead and check us out after the game at 9 p.m. So we'll go ahead and give you the lowdown of what happened if the Lakers, again, did two in a row over the Washington Wizards and two in a row on the road and two in a row, period. We'll see if that can be something that is attainable for the Lakers for tomorrow. But, guys, any last words before we head on out? Joe, I'll hit it off to you first, my friend. I was saddened just recently, uh, I think it was a couple hours ago, that John Clayton, uh, ESPN Seattle, passed away. John Clayton, when out in the 90s, was the the sports center was everything to me in, in, in the 90s. I I gravitated towards it every time I'd come home from from school, and and one of the staples was was John Clayton, or he was known as the professor. Yes. And I just he, he he was such a just a classy man and you you know i i think a lot of getting older isn't so much about yourself it's i always say 
and of course with Scott Hall passing away, a lot of these people that you admire that you grew up with, you know, they're they're the extension of your childhood. So when they pass away, you, you start to feel that's the part that you start to feel your age because forever is forever. And that's the hardest part about life is the forever. And John Klein also had, in my opinion, the greatest ESPN commercial ever. It was a simple 40-second commercial where the people in 2020 would have <laughs> it, it was like a a prelude to what 2020 was, which was he he did a skit where he put this fake tie on and you know he looked done up like he would if he was in the ESPN studio and then you know signed off and then ripped off the 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 fake tie and suit took out his little thing for his hair went like this and he's wearing like a slayer shirt and he, he yells out mom my segment is i'm done with my segment and he's eating chinese food in the bed and listening to the rock music i just thought that was i was like i've i've watched that over and over again and i just it, it was it was it's it's sad it's sad that we got to get old and we got to watch the people that we we remember as just a part of our our day a part of our viewing viewing day these people almost are our kind of family in the living room you know that's another thing with the whole kobe thing you know i i always you know i've, I've had friends of mine why, why do you give a crap about some guy you never met blah 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 i'm like that guy was in my house more than you were it was just on tv okay and i'm not a again i'm not a i don't go crazy for celebrities or anything like that that's not my thing but i have a lot of admiration you know for people who have mastered their 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 craft and have done it well and have done it with, with class and have shown that they've put in everything they could to, 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 to be where they are because there's so many that are privileged when in a lot of ways they probably shouldn't have been privileged. These guys earned it. I admire them. I, 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 my heart goes out to John Clayton's family and the people at ESPN who knew him. I'm still kind of like, God, you know, it's a sad thing. So that's 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 what I got on that. Laker Tom, any last thoughts before we head on out? I know you got a great article that people need to check out at Lakerholics.com, but any last thoughts before we head on out? I'm really encouraged by this game because I I, I sort of feel like maybe we've we've lifted a curse of bad luck and, and ill fortune off of the team and and it and, and I love the way that they I, I like the fact that nobody gave up. And even though they were shorthanded tonight and the underdog on the road and all of the other things that Joe listed out, uh, the the bad record and so forth and feeling about that the season is dead. I like the fact that Frank went big and I like the fact that we held our own in the big game and we really shared the ball well and we shot the ball well. They could have um, done the El Foldo act right yeah, there. They, very, they very well could. And, and then the other thing too to recognize is that Sometimes everybody complains about the Lakers' defense, but the truth of the matter is is that they're ranked much higher defensively than they are offensively. And their real problems are offensive problems that they, they go through these droughts where they just lose confidence because they can't make a shot. And when they lose confidence and can't make a shot, that affects their defense, and the other team pounces on that. Joe's not imagining the fact that it seems like the ball is bouncing to the other team two out of three times that the ball bounces. 
or that the other team is hitting shots that, I mean, I can't tell you how many, you look at the next game that these guys play after they play us and they go, you know, one for 15 or, or two for 14 or something like that. And these are guys that just went 10 for 12 against us on threes. So maybe things are going to even out. We got a tough schedule ahead of us. We all know where we can go. Uh, and, and it's nothing more than hoping for, you know, four or five miracles in a row like we saw tonight. That's the only way the Lakers are going to come out of this with anything other than a disappointing season. So I, we just can't do anything except keep rooting. And, and this was a great sign. And let's see it. We'll be back tomorrow night for win number two. And you can check out Laker Tom's latest article today, what LeBron, Rich, Jeannie, and Rob can do to fix the Lakers this summer. That's available right now. And they each do have something that they need to do. Yes, yes. Um, Talk to to Pritchard in Indiana and have him forgive us. (laughs) That'd be a first step. (laughs) And you can find out that article, what it's all about today at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. We see also some great articles from my good friend, Mr. Jamie Sweet at Five Things. Hoping I'll get a chance to talk to him and Sean Grice on the Eastern and Western Conferences this Sunday. So I'm hoping we're going to be able to do an episode there. But also as well, you can catch my good friend, Mr. Joe Sorrow, a.k.a. Ox1947, every game at the Game Time Chat, like tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Pacific at LakersBall.com. Be part of that Game Time conversation at LakersBall.com. Also, want to again spend a moment here thanking everyone for watching us on Facebook and also listening to us on podcasts. And a big, big shout out. I mentioned it earlier to our YouTube viewers. We had our highest count on the Raptors video from Monday ever, ever. And I just cannot thank everyone enough for being a part of it. I don't know why. Maybe it's just something we said or did. Or maybe it's just the Raptors. I'm not sure. We'll see. I know what it is. I know what it was. What? what nah, I'm not going to bring it up. Go back. Oh, okay. Go back to the tape, and I'll. I told you. I told you when you when you're reprimanding, your the, the, the ratings go up. When you <sighs> reprimand, the ratings go up. Controversy oh, I sells. I was hoping you weren't going to say that. Oh, I didn't say what it was. They, they're going to have to find out their own. They're going to have to go watch it. Yeah, Does that geez. mean we got to stop being nice to this guy? Set it, set it up. Set it up. <laughs> You know, I'm never set it up. Set it up. <laughs> As he That's would enough, say, Gerald. controversy sells. It's enough, Gerald. That's enough, indeed. But once again, <laughs> I didn't say we'll, anything. <laughs> you'll have to check out the video from earlier this week at our. Stop thinking what you're thinking, Joe. <laughs> at, well, again, it's our video from the Raptors on Monday. It's at YouTube right now at Lakers Fast Break. But once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll be back tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Pacific on Facebook at Lakers Fast Break. This will also be up over the weekend on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be here tomorrow night for the game against Washington. Can they make it two in a row on the road? Two in a row total and two in a row good games for the Lakers. We'll find out. This time tomorrow, right here at the Lakers Factory.